0: Cornelius! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I'm your host. Dan, did you turn that on? <laughs> I'm your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. <laughs> and you're very welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I have a great episode for you lined up today, guys. Um, I'm just delighted with today's guest. I've uh, been panning around and gigging around with him for years. And um, we've been gigging with each other recently uh, in a few different places. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have him on. But I'll get on to that now in a minute. But before I get on to that, I just want to say thank you so much to all the, for all the lovely messages last week about uh, the episode Lisa. And... Uh, yeah, a few people got in, con- got in contact, um, on, the, on the Patreon actually, Shane Fallon got in contact saying that he must download that song. Shane, you don't have to download it, it's already just, you just have to go to Spotify and just put it in, and you don't have to download anything, it's there and it's free. Um, so yeah, thanks to everyone for the messages, I really appreciate it. Where am I, I hear you asking? Well, thanks for asking, I'm in the Roundy, I'm upstairs in the Roundy. It's Wednesday, October the 8th I think, is it the 8th or the 9th? I do know, no one wants to talk to me. Eight. Eight. Uh, the, the eight, and it is definitely winterish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've entered winter. Um, cold, wet, dark, and uh, foreboding. Foreboding is the word I'll use. How am I? Thanks for asking. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Am I i Am I good? No, I, but I'm not bad. So I'm somewhere in the middle, I'm suck, as we'd say in Irish. How's the head? The head is better than it was two weeks ago. Uh, much better than two weeks ago. Um, and that's all that matters. So what I'm gonna do, lads, is I'm gonna bring today's guest onto the stash, all right? I've known this guest now for many years. I remember one of the first times I ever met, you, uh, met him, uh, I was running Coco Club in Collins over on Douglas Street. And um, I, booked, I booked you in to do a gig. I don't know if you remember this. And I uh, came down and you absolutely smashed it. And you were like, is there anywhere else now I could get a gig? And I was like, just you know fucking another place across the water there are fucking city limits. Like, And I didn't see you then for about eight years. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's that good. He went over to city limits and they were like, we're not leaving him leave. Um, but recently our paths have kind of crossed again a few times. And um, it's great to kind of reconnect. And we've you know, we've done a good few gigs with each other down through the years, so yeah. it's, it's great to, to be able to sit and have a good conversation with you. He's a stand-up comedian with a beautiful, laconic style.
1: Would you would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. Laconic. Yeah, we'll with that.
0: Laconic's a beautiful word. Uh, he used to drive trucks. I did, for about 20 years. 20 years as a truck driver. Um, sometimes he marries people. Do you marry people anymore?
1: I do occasionally. So you're occasionally. kind of a
0: quasi-truck-driving priest. Um, Natural
1: progression. You know. well, it's yeah. just it's the way it
0: goes, straight on, yeah. And um, uh, f- also a stay-at-home dad. Very hard to stay at home among the kids while driving and marrying people, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, I had to make the big uh, big leap there to stay at home. You made a decision,
0: yeah. and you stuck to it. Um, but also, he's a daytime stay-at-home dad, but he's a nighttime <laughs> professional stand-up <laughs> comedian because pretty much you fucking out most nights of the weekend uh, in various venues all across the country Uh, ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage mr paul crowley
1: and the crowd go wild thank you very (laughs) much you're very welcome delighted to be here delighted Delighted. to be here finally how are things things are good yeah things are good personally things are good the world is falling apart but Mm. yeah Mm. things are good no does uh, that depress you it does it, it worries me. <laughs> does it worry you? It does, yeah. What,
0: wor- what worries you?
1: Uh, just, well, as I said, I'm a stay at home dad, so I have two young children at home, so I do worry about what they're going to be uh, dealing with. Yeah. What they're going to inherit from us, unless yeah. that we're making it a place. Yeah. Mm.
0: You've two daughters. Two daughters. How old are they? Seven and three. Seven and three. Uh, mine are, sorry, Harvey's nearly seven, and Hunter's four, so they're close enough to the age, ages of my yeah, kids. Yeah, similar um, But they're girls. What's it like having two small girls?
1: Girls are the best. They're are they? They're so sweet. They're so sweet. They're, they're completely different to the boys.
0: I was going to say, would you swap, but then like that would sound kind of pedophilic, so I won't say that. That does sound a bit sinister. Because <laughs> <though. laughs> like boys, did. like a friend of mine says, said to me recently, boys will wreck your house and girls will wreck your head 100 percent. is that true 100 yeah yeah explain how your girls wreck your head
1: um well there's there's a lot of feelings in our house lots of big feelings and lots of discussions about feelings do you know often at times when you are absolutely exhausted and want to discuss anything else but feelings but where this is the path we're going down <laughs> we said we're going to you know we want them to talk about stuff yeah even if it's absolutely exhausting, but <laughs> we're going to stick to it, like so. Yeah, yeah. It's putting grey hair on our heads, but it will pay dividends. Yeah, we want to make good, strong women. I think feel. I think
0: feelings. I, i like. I'm just. We're the same at home with our kids. We're like, let's talk about it. Let's fucking dissect it. Yeah. Let's talk ad nausea so that you know every. Because when I was growing up, my dad would come home from work and my mother would bring him into the kitchen and close the door and tell us all to fuck off into the sitting room and we never knew what was going on between mam and dad it was like a big fucking secret world going on in the kitchen Yeah. and even with money and stuff like that I never knew anything about money until I was earning my own money and um, I myself and Noel resolved to be the same as what you're just saying there now I was like let us talk about everything and anything and even if it is like very you know
1: feely well, we we're just hoping that like I'm sh- I'm sure we think we're doing the best thing now. Yeah. I have no doubt in 20 or 30 years' time, our kids will be sitting around going, wait, you hear what our parents used to do to us. Mm-hmm. They used to make us talk about all this stuff all the time. Do you know? Yeah. Like I feel that the girls are not what's expected now. Even if they're not really feeling anything big, they make up the story like they are. You know? Because yeah. that's what they're supposed to do. That's so their expectation. We're just conditioning them a different way. That's all.
0: But that's it. I think parents always fuck up. You know, oh, even totally. with the best intentions, um, do you, do you smother them with love, like as in hugs and kisses? Oh, and big time. I, We love you, and you're yeah, safe, exactly. and all. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking dead from doing that shit at home as well.
1: Oh, I'd be super affectionate, like
0: yeah, um, fondies, fondies. That's yeah. what we call the kisses. Fondy, any chance of a fondie?
1: Yeah, old huggies. Can't beat the hugs. Yeah,
0: sack. but hugs give you energy, man.
1: They do. Yeah, like I think we get more out of it. I there, definitely you,
0: like. I'm very. I'm a very emotional person, anyway. And, like, so I kind of use my children for hugs and kisses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? For my own, like, emotional stability. I don't think they need it as much as I
1: need it. No, they're way more resilient than we, we give them credit for. Yeah. Um,
0: what are you afraid of? Like, what kind of things are you afraid of that they might encounter?
1: Um, I think with, with the girls particularly, I'd be worried about, like, online stuff, you now <laughs> as they're getting older, because, you know, they're also connected to our smartphones and Mm. all their lives online and i have friends with older kids and i've heard a lot of stories you know about bullying and stuff like that and um you just want them to have the armor to deal with that stuff yeah and then climate change wars you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) what have you got like there's
0: they could get the the kids could get the back end or the start end of the climate change all right like yeah you know and there's fucking nothing that you and i can really do now at this stage to stop it
1: no there's not all we can do is you know lead by example Mm. and try and give them the tools to deal with whatever hardship or yeah crises are coming or there's probably stuff we haven't even thought of
0: have you thought about like a tidal wave coming into the city
1: and wiping out the city do you ever think of that um you live in the city don't you i do well, s- some nights if I'm having a bad gig, I'd welcome a tidy wave <laughs> coming into the city happily <laughs> sweeping me down out the cove. Like. But, um, yeah, I do think, well, I, I I think about it, I, I, do you know, I've heard a thing about, they're saying that car could be like Venice, yeah. that, uh, that it used to be, and it could be again. Yeah. I actually want that to happen, like, I think that would be hilarious. Bring in a few more tours, it'd be very hard to fly our people into gigs though, man. I, I just want to see all the taxi drivers becoming gondoliers <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Where you going tonight, gum Yeah. <laughs> No matter I'll take it only on s- the Gondolin. Still not believing in climate change. Yeah. You know, as it's a racket. Bring you back to your seaside home in Douglas, like
0: Yeah, Douglas. yeah, yeah. No, it's um yeah, no, it's a funny one. I, I try I try not to think about I try not to catastrophise too much, but like recently I've definitely been catastrophizing. Yeah. Like when I say I try, it doesn't mean I'm su- I succeed. And any time I've talked to you, we always kind of talk about our kids anyway when we're backstage. Yeah. How are the kids? how Susan? All right, how old are they now? All right, okay, Jesus Christ, what? Seven and three? Are you fucking serious? I remember when Noelle was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, Do you know that kind of stuff? Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it is It is a worry, isn't it? It
1: is just a worry. Children are just their fucking worry-like. But like you say, it's a part not to catastrophize either. I like we were talking about it the other night. Where we're living, we're incredibly lucky. We are. Where we're lucky enough to have been born here yeah. for all its problems, you know, but, um, but I think we're just being b- we're being bombarded with too much negative news and mm. media and stuff. So I don't. Do get you watch the news? Uh, I go through <laughs> phases of it. I'll sometimes I'll overdo the news. Mm. I sit down at night and flick from one news channel to the other, mm. and that's too much. Then and I then I'll just have to take a break. Right, I t- I'll take a complete break from. All social media, and I have a I, I have a dumb phone, like an old Nokia thirty six yeah. or thirty two ten. Yeah, vibe. and I every so often I'll stop using the smartphone for a week or just for a break. Wow, just to decompress.
0: So, I would find that so hard. What oh, is I like? I w- I would like to be able to do that. I'm going to try and definitely do more of a digital. Like do you know the way every year you make kind of New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. Yeah, and like go and have um, a six pack for y- each. Yeah keep it to just a six-pack at the weekends on a Saturday night, like, yeah, 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 right, yeah. (laughs) But, like, digital detox is high on my priorities now for for the new year because... But what's fucking hard, though, man, is anyone that's successful in our game is pounding social media, or pounding the reels, or putting up the clips, or making the sketches, or doing the stories, or fucking making the posts, or, like, fucking hell, it's relentless. Like, and I, I... I'm hooked into it I'm like Trying to do a story every day Trying to do a reel every uh, a reel once a week now Is no good Yeah A reel before If you did reel once a week You'd be like Jesus your man's all over it You, need, you nearly need something Every day now like
1: that, That's It's like this Thing that has gotten hold of all of us That we know is bad for us mm. But We can't do without it We can't
0: do without it Gary V do you ever come across him it's Almost like they've designed it That way okay? I it, can Well It's Oh Gary V have no, you seen? Have you seen him? He's just like a
1: super, super positive.
0: Yeah. American. If he was here now, he'd be like, "How many times? Did you, how many times did you post today?" Oh, I, I I posted once. You stupid fuck! You need to be posting on the hour,
1: every hour. Look at me. This is what I did. How old are you, man? Sixty. Yeah. You can time this. You can start over. Start a new business, man. Yeah. Start it. I know people in their nineties are starting businesses. Pokemon. Go buy some
0: Pokemon. Yeah. Buy them in a garage sale. Uh, flip it. I'm gonna flip, flip it. it. I'm gonna run. I can make ten thousand. I'd be like. Uh, like I didn't make. T- I've never made ten thousand in a month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just flipping. You know, fucking flipping the bird. But you know what I mean. Like it, it, you're hearing the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary Vee. No disrespect to him. Now he's out there. He's fucking. He's living his life. He's telling us how to do it. But I kind of have to. It then when I see these things. Does it ever happen to you? You see it and you're like, right, okay. Gary Vaynerchuk is after saying they're not of the post every day. So I'll fucking I'll start. And i will be about four or five days into it, and I'm like, I've nothing to post here now. And it's Thursday, and I'm. I'm feeling bad about myself yeah. because I don't have anything creativit- creativity
1: but m- but to but put out. But then when you start looking at the Gary Vee's online and any of that content, as you know, your algorithm just fills with it. You're just yeah. getting all these guys, you know, with their ice baths at 4 o'clock in the morning mm. and blah de blah, blah, blah. Like you, blah just, I just find myself watching it for about an hour, doing nothing and going, I'm feeling terrible after this. Mm. Unless you implement what I they might, say, I might turn the shower onto <laughs> to the cold for ten seconds tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, have you done cl- cold showers? I do. I do them now and again. I did one today. I hate
0: them They're, torture, they're fucking horrible, but they're so good for, they your head. for me. Yeah, uh, and um, like I give you an, an idea there. Now I'm do, I'm I'm doing a lot of juicing at the moment, right? But I'm, I've moved on. I'm I'm continuing to do the juicing, but I break my fast now with a, a particular type of coffee, a chai seed coffee. Have you heard about this coffee? No next level shit <laughs> right so what you do is you get a tablespoon of chai seeds yeah. right and you put them into That's your cu- the green stuff is it? no they're just like seeds oh, actual seeds actual chai right. seeds um organic ones are the best ones put them into your coffee cup and put you know maybe 10 or 20 mils of water and leave them for tw- for 10 minutes and then they expand massively right, right. And then when we say go back 10-15 minutes later put in your spoon of coffee fill it up with hot water swirl it around throw in your drop of milk and drink it away but it's like drinking tapioca now that's the texture it turns into like like kind of frog spawn that's what it kind of turns into and it's quite unusual the taste of it yeah and it's like kind of a slimy texture but I'm not
1: really selling it to me here i'm okay. not trying to
0: right because like when i saw it i was like <laughs> i can't fucking do this i can't but i like this is me scrolling at now half two in the morning yeah, yeah. noel snoring beside me and i'm like I'm trying to get i'm trying to live forever so that my fucking kids are i'm around to mind my kids that's yeah. my this is my train of thought like it's so stupid well it's not but it is um and i'm but it so it turns into soluble fiber so i'm soluble fiber so yeah um, i finish eating we'll say it like yesterday i finished eating at six right yep. and um i ate then today at uh, i think i had my choice coffee at 11 right And that's the first thing that goes into your body but apparently anyway right this is soluble fiber and we're all lacking fiber in the western Mm -hmm. world by all accounts um put into your body and because it's expanded it takes inside in your gut it's it's uh, it turns into kind of like a like tapioca cells right and it sucks in all the bad stuff and then goes down through your tracks and you excrete it all but it's like very good for your gut health and also it keeps you fuller for longer so you're not eating uh, you, when you have your coffee do you know it suppress your appetite usually yeah. if you have coffee coffee but if you have the chai seeds in it you might fucking f- i wasn't un- hungry till one o'clock today No, like i didn't eat till one o'clock from six the day before and um longevity keep you help keep the keep the insides clean um, i think
1: we're, we're all just trying to undo the absolute <laughs> carnage we did to our bodies in the <laughs> 20s and 30s like. and for our early 40s as well with me yeah like we I, are I, like, like i'm i'm and, like I love cooking now, that's my thing. Yeah. I love f- really into food and cooking everyone's into fucking food. But you are, you're into food, are you? Oh yeah. I like I'm eating. Asking, what's that like? It's good, it helps me survive Fucking like, hell. But I I would ca- never thought that now. I can remember the point in my life where I knew I had to change my diet, right? Okay. How bad I was in my twenties. I was living in England, right? Living in London. Trucker like all I cared about was pints. That was it. Pints. Yeah. And I was having my lunch one day in the canteen and a guy came in and he went you're the one who eats those fucking things, and I was eating one of those rustler burgers. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. The ones you buy made up, C- and you f- microwave them. You microwave it. P-
0: oh my god, like that's the cancer
1: cheese. in a fucking wrap. Yeah, yeah I yeah. must have been eating a packet of fags in a bun. Yeah, you know I, mean? I thought, yeah, maybe I'm not doing the best thing. Yeah. Here. So I had a couple of decades of that. So I'm going to need a lot of fucking chia seeds to so undo that. You know. I'm John trying. I'm trying. Yeah,
0: no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Now I'm like. Fucking hell, man, my 20s. I didn't even realize I had a body for a long time. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? I just got up and I was like, all right, let's drive on today. And now, oh, I'm walking, here are my hands and stuff like that. But I didn't, wouldn't. And then one morning I, I had a good look at myself and I was like, oh my God, you've destroyed your fucking body. <laughs> you have destroyed <laughs> your body with fags, alcohol, and fast food. Like, fast food and alcohol, uh, like, I ev- like, when I was in my 20s, I would have had a breakfast roll every morning. Every morning, and then at lunchtime wow. I could have had a hot chicken roll. Yeah, no batter, and then maybe fucking few pints in the evening and a, and a pizza, and not a batter. Drive
1: on, loads of energy. But that's the thing. Like fags, pints, breakfast rolls—they're mm. all oh, lovely, cunt. Huh? They're gorgeous. I loved fags, like loved them. Mm.
0: Were you a heavy smoker? I was, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. How many did you smoke a day? I was at certain points, it would have been up around thirty a day. Like. Yeah. Do you remember when you were smoke in
0: pub? Man, when you were able to smoke in a pub, it was so yeah. great. It was so great. They should bring that back, man. I hate the fact that, I hate that, like, I think it's, I think there should be pubs where you're allowed smoke. That's a smoking pub there. Go in there and have your fucking few pints and smoke. Everyone that goes in there is okay with it. Yeah. I think th- these rules about you're not allowed smoke is, like, it's child, because you can go and get a load of cans and
1: smoke in your own house, like, you know? But, well, like, no one's smoking in pubs. Everyone shoving coke up their nose, like, do you know? Everyone is shoving no, fucking or, coke up their nose. Or whatever else is in it, you know?
0: And, or else coming in fucking, tooled up and all sorts of stuff like like this we're in the coca club here now and like honest to god man you know like we're busy here most weekends but you see all types of people coming in they're either drunk or they're high on life high on happiness but or high on fucking weed myself included um just live and let live but like obviously have designated areas like you know but um and it masked a lot of stuff yeah yeah Coke masks everything, man. Co- like, have, you ever t- have you ever taken Coke? I have. Yeah, man, it's like, when I was in London, I was fucking, Jesus Christ,
1: man, you couldn't feed it to me enough. But again, you're in your 20s, like, you know, yeah. nothing will stop you, nothing has any effect. No, you know? just makes you more bulletproof. Yeah. Or, or so you think. You like know? now, I, I, went, I went for four or five pints with one of my friends a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday. And honestly, I feel like I'd, I woke up like it would be been at a three-day festival mm. next day. That would have been lunch, do you know what I mean? A few short years ago. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I, I do a bit on stage there at the moment now, and it's kind of my intro bit where I'm like, um, yeah, make some noise if you're drinking, and three-quarters of the audience will go, yay, make some noise if you're not drinking, and two or three people will go, oh, and I'll be like, fair play, you're not, you're not drinking, fair play. I'm, I'm also trying to give up the drink, although I am drinking tonight, you know? And that's only because I was out last night. And I was only out last night because I'm going out tomorrow night. And that is the way, it's kind like it's a joke, but it is the way with me. If, if I'm going out with my friends, which we go out about three times a year, yeah. usually to football matches, and we're going out, and the matches on the Sunday, I will have to go for a few pints on the, either the Thursday or the Friday to prepare me for the few pints that we're having on the Sunday. You need to be match fit. Like. Match fit, you know, and... Um, I'm often not mad. Like I'd still go in there and I'd be like fucking three or
1: four pints, and I'm like, s- like I can't hold my drink now anymore. But like I, you know the way you see fellas playing matches now, like in you know over 40 leagues and stuff, mm. who still think they're 22 mm-hmm. and they're five minutes on the pitch and they put a hip out or mm. you know their back. So that's what I'm like with drinking now at this stage. Mm. Cannot do it anymore.
0: But do you still like to go for a few pints? Oh yeah, love I it. Fucking love it.
1: Absolutely a love creamy it. Creamy beamy
0: like you can't be the creamy, a creamy baby, baby. Yeah. oh man! And, 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 and this is the thing right, I don't want to get, like I'm still going to have this soluble fucking fiber in my coffee every morning and my, and my <laughs> shitty green juice with my ginger and my fucking all that kind of stuff, only so that I can go and have those few pints and that bag of chips yeah. well into my 70s, that's my plan, I indulged an awful lot now my 20s, 30s and early 40s, now's the time to cut back but still not give up. Because we we're not have a quitter. Chia seeds in the creamy beamy. We could try it, Paul. You know. know, we could try it. I'd be up for the experiment. Okay.
1: Um, o- Island's Edge is out of the market now, so there's a gap. Like. They got
0: they got kicked out. They were, n- were like, what mm. were they trying to do? How, did you dr- drink Island's Edge? I tried it. Yeah. Um, I did a gig for them in the brewery, the Heineken brewery there. Yeah. earlier Early. Oh paramuck. my god! Like, try, like it'd be like you're coming into Ireland. It'd be like going to Afghanistan and fucking opening up your own hash shop. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, the boys know what they're doing with the hash here. They've been doing it for years. Like, don't come to Ireland and try
1: and reinvent fucking Guinness. Like, it it looked like the logo had been done by a transition year class or something.
0: Yeah, Uh, Oh, for God's sake. But anyway, they're gone. Um, We're going to play a game called Trending Topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Uh, So, what I do is I have a look online, see what's trending. I'll throw it out to you you come back to me with what's in your head, okay. and I'll, it's kind of a tennis match then. You know? So hashtag chat GPT was trending. These were actually trending yesterday, by the way, not today. Right. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that it was trending because at the start of the summer, chat GPT was, I had, I had written comedy about it as well. I was doing a little bit about it, but then it just stopped and nobody was talking about it for ages. Um, but it's back now again, chat GPT trending.
1: Chat GPT, what have you I, tried it? I have tried it. I actually i got it to write a book for me right a self-help book <laughs> i um, <laughs> i still i, I did a, <laughs> a a bit of material about um about a lad i used to work with you know, you know he's uh, supremely confident man right and i was, i was in the toilet one day in school or in school and in, in work when i was driving the trucks and uh you know yourself kind probably after having a load of chia seeds now this could well <laughs> happen to you <laughs> it wasn't going down it was a 4 flusher, like <laughs> and I'm a polite
0: guy what likes. kind of a fucking system is able to flush four <laughs> times Paul because <laughs> I want to fucking go there
1: I had to wait, I had to wait for Philip. a few floaters again. <laughs> a few floaters I was like can't leave them so I came out and one of the lads was there and uh, he was like the fuck are you doing in there for so long I said it wasn't going down I had, uh, I had to flush four times he was like what who's got time for that I said nah one flush walk away I thought Man, that's like the most philosophical (laughs) thing I've ever fucking heard. If a tree falls in the forest. So I put into chat GPT, write me a self-help book called One Flush, Walk Away. And it did immediately. And like immediately a full book came up. A full book? A full book. A full self-help. And it was good. Like I could have, I should have published this fucking thing. You could still publish it, man. I'd buy it. Yeah. One Flush, Walk Away.
0: What's the... What's the fucking it's philosophy behind it?
1: Leaving your shit behind
0: you. <laughs> leaving your, your shit moving behind on. you,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. V T okay. Hashtag Dolce and Cabana was also trending fall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Dolce or Cabana is. I have a fair idea they're a fashion brand. Dolce & Gabbana. Do you know anything about Dolce & Gabbana? I know, I don't know, I know the
1: logo. like. Yeah? No, I don't own any Dolce & Gabbana. Uh, but it's lady stuff, is it? Dolce & Gabbana? I don't think so. Isn't it? I've definitely seen some lads with loafers with DG <laughs> on it and belts. With oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd n- I'd never wear a fucking Dolce & Gabbana belt now.
1: Well, I'd say, I'd say I've never seen any genuine Dolce & Gabbana. Oh, yeah. Just know?
0: knock-off sold in yeah. Lanzarote stuff. Yeah, like. with a logo stuck yeah. onto it, like, do you uh. know?
1: pair of rigger boots with dg down the side <laughs> you know but, uh, why were they trending i didn't even check man do you like fashion have a look at me can that's a nice jacket it's a nice jacket Penny. i must go to the
0: fucking everyman i left my jacket over in the everyman at the pennies, weekend
1: pennies man pennies
0: but come here my jacket is actually from duns <laughs> i swear to god i got a big black winter jacket they're like pennies and duns are doing great stuff now Fuck and Gabbana.
1: My, my daughter describes my look as Kind of cool, cringy dad. <laughs> kind of cool, cringy dad. Yeah. I think she's, she's summed me up. What's your,
0: what's your favourite type of clothes? Do you like shoes, pants, or, or tops?
1: Uh, I like shoes. Mm. I do like shoes and boots. Mm. I like boots. You were
0: selling shoes recently online. Weren't you? You I were selling was. boots <laughs> online, actually, now I that we think
1: about I it. I was selling a pair of snakeskin cowboy boots. <laughs> Did you ever sell them? <laughs> <laughs> no, never sold them. Fuck it. We'll throw it out here on the podcast. So, Paula, sell- do you. F- Sell them there now, man. Okay, I said, right, they're a genuine pair of Sancho cowboy boots. Now, I'm sure all your listeners know what Sancho cowboy boots I are. I presume they do, but there might be one or two who don't, so. Okay, for one or two who don't, they're a Spanish brand. They're like two or 300 euro a pair. You're talking uh, like a 100 euro a shoe, like? Yeah, 100 euro a <laughs> shoe. <laughs> and uh, these are genuine snakeskin. Right. And they're real pointy ones. My yeah. brother convinced me to buy them in Lanzarote. About ten, or longer, fifteen years ago, maybe. Yeah. And are they still functional? Like they are still functional for the only reason I bought them half a size too small. All oh, right. And i like he went with me. He was like, "Oh man, these will be these will be the most comfortable shoe you'll ever own." <laughs> and I can tell you now, they are the most uncomfortable thing I've ever put on my feet, probably because they're too small. Mm. But I bought them, and I thought I looked amazing in these. Like I, used to, I wore, I used to wear them out. Even though they were too small. Too small. They got me into the pub. I was able to stand in the pub with them. That was fine. I didn't get a taxi home. Yeah. But then I went to London for a weekend. You know, I lived in London for a few years. And I went back to visit my mates over there. And these were the only shoes I brought with me. Yeah. And I wore them all day in the middle of summer around London. And by the time I got to Oxford Street, I was meeting a few of the lads in central London. I couldn't walk. Yeah, my feet had swelled up inside the, <laughs> the boots, and I had to go into a shoe shop. And it took two of the staff in there to pull the boots <laughs> off my feet, and I had to buy a pair of runners. And they've been they've been in the wardrobe ever since. They've been moved. They've moved house. So what's the price, Paul? What's the price point? What
0: are we looking to get for them?
1: Well, I'd say, honestly, if anyone wants them, my wife would probably try a hundred euro <laughs> to take them.
0: Well, I'll take them for a hundred euro, so. She
1: um like. There will be divorce proceedings <laughs> if I don't get rid of these boots. So they moved house about six or seven times. So.
0: Did you try and sell them on, f- on Facebook or something? Oh, I did. You? I tried to sell them on Facebook. Is this the marketplace? Marketplace. I've never tried to sell anything on Marketplace. Don't. Don't ever go near
1: it. <laughs> Why? Every lunatic in Cork is on did this. Did you get any bids on them? I got bit like, I, What you get on Marketplace, right? You either get scam accounts that are trying to scam money out of you. Right. And it's only two or three lines into the conversation You'll understand, you'll figure out it's a scam, or else you'll get people going, Hi, oh, is it still available? You go, Yeah, it's still available. Fantastic. Where are you? You tell them where you are. Right, I'll take them. Perfect. Do you want to call tomorrow? Yeah, I'll call tomorrow. And then those people disappear into the <laughs> ether, never to be seen or heard from again. <laughs> Ever. And that goes on for about four or five weeks. So you've got those snake snake shoes forever. Still so. have them. So if anyone else <laughs> to <laughs> wants to look like they're in a Mexican drug cartel,
0: hit me up. Uh, hashtag, Oh, well there's a reason why I put this down. There was another, I was going to put Palestine in but I was like let's try and keep this. Let's try and keep it, try and keep it uh, light and breezy. So this was trending right. Hashtag mountainside view. Right? I don't know why it's trending. I never go in and look at it but I do from time to time see you going off on a kind of little solo adventure with your tents and I often think to myself good man Paul
1: yeah I do like to get out in the tent alright whenever I can. well I, do, I like camping anyway even with the kids you know I take the kids off a lot but yeah. I, have, like I have a shed full of tents of yeah. varying sizes but then every so often I just like to go on my own lovely hike off into the woods or up the mountain find a spot where, where, where's the last when's the last time you did that and where did you go the last time I did it was only a few weeks ago um about four weeks ago? Yeah. I went off right to I went up to a place up by in Chigila. Uh, I went to Gugan Barra first. I walked, uh, I hiked Gugan Barra.
0: So do you, are you
1: camping in a, like in wild? I are you I wild g- camping? I didn't go wild camping this time, no. I went to a place, uh, it's like an eco campsite. It's near pretty much as close as you get to wild camping, mm. but in a site. And I did that for the reason, if I do go wild camping, my wife does not sleep. Okay. For the night. And that's understandable. Because she's worried that a, Bear or a psychotic killer is going to get me. There's more of building. a chance of a
0: psychotic killer anyway, unless a bear escapes the from my prison or from a chance of that like walks to
1: my car <laughs> after this. <do> you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I went to a campsite in Skien. I was the only person there. There was no one else there. Go away. And even the owner was like, "What do you do? Are camp? you sure you want to be here?" It was two degrees. Like, yeah, it so was frost all over the tent in the morning, but brilliant complete so tell
0: tent. me uh, h- so you d- d- how long did you go away for just 20 just tw- did you go for a full 24 hours or just 24 hours yeah. 24 hours so did you bring a two man or a one man with you two men two men for the extra bit of space yeah uh, no, it would be the same and how long does it take you to erect uh this particular tent will take me seven minutes God. i was gonna i was pretty <laughs> going mad now you said tent i was gonna say and how long for your tent <laughs> 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 Seven minutes to put up your tent Seven minutes yeah. Fucking hell That's quick man We went camping during the summer I I'm absolutely shit At putting up stuff Or doing anything That requires Dexterity in any way Shape or form. Noelle is the man The traditional man in the house <laughs> And I am the female in the house The traditional female I'm very caring And kind of playing with the kids And stuff like that And Noelle's like Hammering in You know things into the ground stakes
1: into the ground and putting we up tents we all have our roles <coughs> to play well
0: i'm happy with the role <laughs> that i have to be honest we're watching fucking you know bluey on the phone bluey.
1: oh love bluey Good I bluey's
0: brilliant but so you went away for 24 hours put up your tent your tent up in seven minutes mm-hmm. and
1: what did you do then then i uh made cook my dinner uh, what, have? what did i have that time i had what did i bring with me think i had i had bacon mm. i had a big not of bacon in a roll made i made a roll and i cooked it on a stove that i made myself yeah out of a heineken can
0: fucking hell you're like a you're like a fucking <laughs> throwback <laughs> you need a big Very bushy beard no that's all that's all you're missing is I a big can, i can't grow one i can't grow Can't one, you
1: one. No. have you ever tried i have tried yeah again that and the white boots it's could cause a divorce yeah. it is well yeah yeah like uh, first time i met noel
0: i had a beard so i was all right mm. Do you know that kind of way you have to meet i think
1: i was i was there to your first date i think wasn't I that night was that in rebels in rebels that was that was actually our so that's your second that date. was our second your or third second. date
0: mm. but um we met in spalpeen fanoc and then we went on a kind of a daytime date and then we went to rebels and I spat in front of her, I spat, I was doing um, this thing called Windy Rain, where I do an impression of the wind and rain. And the, the rain impression was me just spitting on a member of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and I spat on the chest of one of her of fr- of one of her friends. She had a low-cut Perfect. top. Perfect. And um, yeah, she kind of stuck with me then from that. Here you are now, two kids later. Two kids, big massive mortgage, yay. <laughs> but I'm intrigued on the solo thing, because I we're getting back to kind of the digital detox did you, you, you obviously didn't bring your phone or did you
1: bring your phone i brought my phone but i didn't uh for, for did some photos maybe yeah pretty much left. There was an emergency like of course yeah um i brought a book read a book yeah but so did you go how long what kind of a hike did you do uh what, what did i do i was hiking for about i don't know two or three hours something nothing massive yeah. like yeah like, I'm not climbing mountains or anything, you know? Because
0: um. I do a lot of hill-walking, a lot of hiking as well, Paul, and I don't do any high... Fi- like, I was in Brayhead down in Valencia Island there a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm always up in the Ballyhoras. I'm always up in the Nagel Mountains. They're right next to me at home here, mm-hmm. or down in Killavullen. And, like, there's nothing... Like, I'm the same... As I'm not climbing up the side of Mount Everest, but, like, you'd get up high enough even on yeah. the trails, like, and there's nothing that beats it, man. No. There's nothing that beats it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, it kind of gives me a kind of a sense of... Fuck it, yeah, everything actually doesn't
1: matter at all Really, does it, yeah. like, you know so That, 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 when I was in Gugambara that day, I went into the church in Gugambara And there was a, I was looking at a bell That's hanging out outside the church And the bell is like, the, the date was on it And it was from the 1400s And we were like, what This thing has seen so much mm. Been here for so much And we'll history, see so right? much more And we'll see so much more, yeah I, kind of <laughs> I felt very uh, comforted after seeing this thing Yeah like kind of it kind of puts things into perspective sometimes when you see stuff like that yeah
0: but um yeah that's class that tr- that concludes trending topics mm-hmm. with cornelius magical solomon very good paul brilliant i've got a few questions for you we're flying along and uh thanks again for doing this podcast i
1: Do appreciate you it and um,
0: the question i have for you now paul is are you happy
1: am i happy yes i am i am happy yeah yeah definitely had a very happy period of my life i think uh why are you happy how are you happy What uh, makes you happy? My family make me happy yeah, my kids they're happy, they're healthy um I'm doing pretty much what I want to do career wise yeah um yeah, it's all good at the moment, and mm. I, I'm very aware that you know happiness is transient, you know? it is yeah, but uh yeah, at the moment, very, very happy mm. um what makes you sad What makes me sad uh think other people being sad really i don't like to see other people yeah hurt do you know yeah um yeah just people people not getting a fair deal yeah do you know which is uh, quite a lot of the world
0: a fucking lot of the world a lot yeah. of the world um what what do you like like, I know now we're
1: we're kind of messing, you're a truck driver, you,
0: you've, you've married people, you're a stay-at-home dad, and obviously the stay-at-home dad is... should probably
1: clarify, the marrying people, I was a celebrant, I haven't actually married, you know, nine or ten people, I don't have eight wives, <laughs> <laughs> just to clear that one up. So,
0: t- talk about that a small <laughs> bit, you've, you, you, like, is there, like, you've, that's a gig, like, is it? Yeah, it is a gig. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a good gig. <laughs> like I mean, I think if I got cancelled properly, like I'd try and transition into the priesthood because <laughs> that is
1: a guaranteed gig every single day. You would you'd be amazed the amount of people that think you're a priest when you officiate a ceremony. <laughs> like do you know I've had like <coughs> what I, I I officiate w- wedding ceremonies, like I don't do I'm not a priest. There's nothing religious or spiritual about it. It's just purely ceremony for the wedding and yeah. yeah. But I've had people after, you know, I'd be, be standing around, you know, with the family after having a drink or whatever, and people, I, like, we, I was at a wedding one time and there was a fella telling the story and he kept cursing, you know, and he kept going, sorry, no, fucking no, 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 sorry, sorry, no. I was like, why are you, you apologising for? Like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be cursing in front of you. Like you're, you're a priest, like, aren't you? <laughs> I was like, no, man, I'm, I'm a fucking stand-up comedian. You go, drink a lorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've kids, boy. I've had sex. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah it's 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 a, it's a lovely day's work day is it yeah it's nice like, cuz it's it's a privilege to do it for someone yeah but uh every and everyone's in good form It's the nicest audience you'll ever have
0: and are you like like are you, do you do you write the ceremony yourself yeah so like do you look for little angles to make it humorous
1: yeah that's kind of what that's what couples want when they come to me to do yeah. it, you know um, i mean you're not doing a gig you're yeah. not firing a one liner like <laughs> you're not <going> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did th- i didn't So what are you doing here tonight yeah <laughs> Bit of crowd work with the front <laughs> row. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd, you'd interview the couple, and you'd just find out about their lives, because everyone has a story, kind of. Ev- like, and you'd ask people, you know, how did you meet? And they're like, oh. The amount of people that go, jeez, there's nothing there's not interesting about us. I suppose, well, you know, we did, We met up the Himalayas, all right. <laughs> and it's, everyone has a story. You, you peel know? back the layers, and yeah. you get there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give give people the space to tell the story, and yeah. they will. Um, and how many...
0: How many times have you married? Like, you're still marrying people, though,
1: am I right in saying that? I haven't done one in a long time now. I've kind of, comedy has kind of taken priority nowadays. You've gone yes. very busy with the
0: comedy, it especially in the last 12 months. Like. Yeah,
1: this year has been good, all right. Yeah. Um, so the weddings have taken a bit of a backseat, and there's a, lot, there's a lot more people doing it. <laughs> um, but suppose I suppose. What it does, and I'd say like, and is the money good? And no, don't tell me no. I'm Not trying to be disgusting, but like, is it it like it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think I might sign up. En- so. Anything to do with weddings is good. you
0: just tack it on, like, yeah. tack it on. Yeah. yeah, it's two grand, two grand. That's yeah, <laughs> plus not. the VAT, plus it's
1: the dinner. It's not two grand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Four grand. Four grand. Four, <laughs> grand. Four G's. Um, so yeah, uh, just touching on the comedy there now as well. Like, and I said it at the start. Um, I, like I do, I do remember when I was starting, and I remember you were kind of st- you started c- close enough to around the same time as myself, I think, or maybe maybe a little bit after after me. But um, you're flying it at the moment. Well, I, p- I
1: I did comedy when I was much younger as well. Oh, did you? For a year or two, yeah. I didn't know that. now Paul. I did. I um, do you know Jason Collins? I Jason do know Colin? Jason. Yeah, yeah. I did my first ever gig for Jason when I was. 20, Go away. 21 maybe, and uh, I did one gig with him in, a, in the Hairy Lemon, over where the Brogue is now, upstairs there, and um, I went to Dublin, then we moved to Dublin, I moved to Dublin on 9-11. Fair play to you, uh, you a little bit closer London's. to New York, is it? And uh, yeah, I was gigging away up there for about a year, year and a half, Yeah. and then I went to London. Yeah, did you do anything in London? I moved to London to do To comedy do comedy? Yeah. Yeah, gave up my work, didn't know anyone in London, just moved over there and I gigged for about six months over there and then had a couple of horrible, horrible experiences and stopped for about nine years. I
0: know one particular other comedian, who doesn't do comedy anymore, who did exact very similar to you, mm-hmm. started in Cork, moved to Dublin, then moved to, to London. And now has a no, no does nothing has nothing to do with comedy, yeah. is like married and with kids and has a business and all that kind of stuff. London can destroy you. And I think before that was the before the internet that was the the trajectory. Yeah. You gotta go get your chops locally, then move to the, the capital, which is corporate like the fake capital of Dublin, and then go from there to London. And but like every time you're moving into a, a an area, you're moving into a much larger pool. Yeah. Of, and with more talent and with more like fucking nodding and winking and you know it's, it's a, I think it's harder and
1: easier now to be a comedian than it was we'd say 10, 15 years ago Definitely like I mean like the circuit back then was tiny here mm. you know it was literally a handful of gigs Who league. was on who was here? So it was Jason was Chris No this was before Chris um, Pat O'Shea No before, like, I, I, I never did a club gig in Cork that time Didn't you? What, it was City Limits was the only club and that you know, was mm. fresh out the box, you wouldn't have. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have been in there. Um, in Dublin, uh, when I moved to Dublin, it would have been that year. Max Savage came back to Ireland that year, so he would have been in the. Hap- it, was, it would have been the Ha'penny Ridge, would yeah. have been the one, the Battle of the Axe.
0: Was Tony Ferns? R- Tony
1: Ferns. Yeah. He was the man who gave me all my gigs at the start. Yeah. There should be a. S- You'd have to ring. Should be a statue in Temple Bar there probably way. will be man there probably will be um, was
0: it like were you ringing for your that's what you had to do back to, you had to ring for your gigs there was no gigs Yeah. for your gigs gigs like, like, yeah, yeah. Hard then m-
1: when I went to London it was uh, Time Out magazine it was a magazine called Time Out yeah. and they, the, the listings were in that and you're just ringing clubs for a spot and that, at that time comedy was booming there at that time it was like yeah we'll, we'll give you five minutes in six months time yeah. everything you know I, I was waiting months to do my first spot over there yeah but, uh, but I, I was in no way ready for London
0: yeah and so when you moved over to do comedy, and like, it's because w- it was hard to get gigs. Like, if you were to wait six months for a gig, and you're landing over in January, you're not <coughs> going to be gigging till June. Like, yeah, like, what what did you do? Did, was it? I presume that is why you stopped for a while because it was fucking. It was
1: hard to get gigs. No, it was one gig. Really, Literally. one gig. Great. Yeah. I love it. Um, I presume it was a terrible gig, Paul. Yeah, it was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I should have smelled a rat immediately when I phoned up for this gig. This guy, you know, I said, oh, I'm a comedian from Ireland, here. you know. And uh, he was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. He said, uh, I'm just looking for a spot. And he said, all uh, right. Do you want to come in next week? And I was like, yeah, sure. I said, um, how long will I be doing? And he said, how long do you want to do? Oh, so that should have been alarm bells yeah. immediately. So I said, uh, yeah, I'll do fifteen. I had about four <laughs> solid minutes. It's uh, <laughs> But you um, always
0: wanted to make yourself... This is the thing. You
1: have to try and
0: pretend yeah. that you're... Yeah, I'm at this all the time. Yeah, I do 15. No, i do 15. Stuff, yeah.
1: So uh, I got to the venue. It was in Old Street in East London. And a couple of guys... I was working at the time. I got a job over there driving a truck. And a couple of the lads had come from work to see me do my cake, mm-hmm. And uh, it was... The lineup was unbelievable for this gig. It was underneath the block of flats on Old Street, this horrible, horrible pub. I remember there was, there was a porn vending machine in the toilet of this pub. What? They had, like DVDs? <laughs> it, d- it could even have been videotapes, not was DVDs. I think. So that's that's the quality. And there was a party on for a guy who just got out of prison, right? And there was two pool tables, and that's where the gig was between the two pool tables. Oh. While life. they were still playing Fuck pool. It. While they were still playing pool. And it was uh, Russell Kane. Was emceeing. He was just coming up that time. Simon Amstel was in trying out a bit of stuff for his show. He was on T4 that time. And do you know the you guy, Lee Nelson? I he d- does the characters, like the Chav characters. Oh, I do, yeah, 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 yeah. He did his very first gig that night. And a little, little and Irish boy by the name Polly and Crowley. And little Irish boy. And when Russell came, as I'm saying, when he introduced me as an Irish boy, the abuse was like, beyond anything I've ever experienced. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the whole place just turned on me. Horrible, horrible stuff. <laughs>
0: and you're coming in with, like, five minutes doing 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. Shit. And, uh, I don't I did not even get a, a line out. Really? You know? And I had my friends in the back watching this and just ruined. The only one who did well was Lee, Lee Nelson. He was doing this chav character and they didn't realise he was doing a character. They are like,
0: this guy seems like us. Yeah, he was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I was supposed to be doing a gig The following night In Islington And I walked into the club I was upstairs And I remember going up the stairs And my legs went underneath me hmm. And I was like I can't do it a Complete panic attack That was it Didn't set foot inside a comedy club For like 8 9 years 8 or 9 years Didn't you go to see comedy fell no. out, Just fell out of your head Yeah Couldn't, yeah. couldn't face
0: it Fucking hell And then when you came back then 8 or 9 years later Where did you come back? Uh, Dublin was that around the time, when you came back, was that around the time that you did that
1: gig for me in Collins? Yeah, it would have been that year. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Because you were great. Like, you were all,
0: like, because that's when I remember you. That's when, like, I didn't know that you had done a couple of, you know, a couple of, you know, a couple of years beforehand that you had been doing comedy. But I remember when you did that, I remember Collins, I was running Coco and Collins and it was um, monthly on a Saturday night. And it was, it was always great. It was always great. Yeah. Collins is a great venue for comedy, like. And I remember you coming down and you fucking were... Brilliant. And you are like, oh, I'm moving to Cork now, fucking, and I was like, oh, brilliant. Um, and like like anyone else, you got a residency, and when you get a residency, you can't go anywhere else. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And um, much to my chagrin, do you know what I mean? Because I would love to have had you around a little bit more, but now you're touring, touring, and touring all over the place. But um, this year, have you seen, like, because I, I, I'm looking, obviously, looking around at all the people that are doing comedy around the place, see how people are going, but you
1: seem to be smashing it around the place now. Yeah, it's the kind the of, it's, taken I, I suppose i'm I'm working a bit harder this year myself mm. I want to put myself out there more this year and uh yeah, I suppose you, you know yourself the more you do, the more you get mm. you know but it but it feels like comedy is really booming everywhere it is the whole scene is lifting like yeah like, um I think so, I think so too, yeah, I think so I think it's and it's great, isn't it oh it's fantastic yeah it's people great. need it though people need it they do,
0: and I know you do I, n- I know you do a lot of we'll say burner Casey's tour support like yeah, and like What's great about, w- we'll say, Burner's audience is it's all rural Ireland. It's mm. all rural Cork and Kerry and little villages. I did a few. I did Kilbrin and Bandon and a few of his back in the day. And uh, they're, like, filling up these little country halls. Ho- like, as you say, it's there's a grow for that type of entertainment now, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, you'll get an old rural fucking country hall in Timmel- League And there'll be fucking 150, 200 people squashed into the hall. And... Um, They've never been to a gig before. They don't yeah. know what to expect, and um, I love that. I fucking love that. Like it's it it's kind of opening it up. I think the pandemic had something to do with it, though.
1: Definitely. Well, definitely the, uh, Like TikTok, Instagram, all that. People are much more aware of comedians and that <coughs> there's really good comedians in Ireland. Mm. You know, there are brilliant comedians that wouldn't have had a an outlet before, like with RTE there's nothing you know what I mean there's no one coming through and even
0: when there was something in RT it was always the same fucking faces man it was like always
1: the same faces they all get the same the same people
0: getting the same opportunities um so I have three more questions for you right I loved the relationship you had with your dad and I admired like looking from the outside in we'll say the dedication and the love that you always seem to carry with you when when you'd be talking about him, or you know, if I'd met if I'd meet you at a gig, you'd always, you'd always either talk about your kids or your dad. I always thought I always yeah. I mean, it was lovely, you know. And he he passed away there over the pandemic, am I right, yeah, right? April, April 2020. were yeah, April twenty twenty early in the right pandemic. Start, yeah. um, can I just ask you to talk about? Because I'm kind of envious. Because I would, I, like, I love my dad, right? Love my love my father, but I don't have close relationship with him. Yeah. And I'm always interested when I see other people who seem to have lovely relationships with their dads. What did he mean to you? How would you describe him? My and tell me something interesting about him.
1: My dad. How would I describe him? Well, he was just a really lovely, lovely kind man. Um, yeah, kind. He was and hugely popular man, you know. You could if he was here tonight now you'd find common ground with my dad, you mm. know, everyone here would, like, it's, uh, he's, he, he could go into any company, do you know, it's a rare quality, mm. like, it is, and people remember him, Yeah, you know, but he was, just, yeah, just a very kind man, fun, he loved having the crack, like, mm. and he wasn't afraid to be the butt of the joke himself, mm. you know, self-deprecating, right, self-deprecating, yeah, um, yeah, I love it, no, like, everyone, like, I think, a lot of us have fantastic relationships with our parents when we were, when we were very small, as our was Then, you know, I suppose it's just a natural thing. You're kind of, you think everything they hate you from kind of twelve nose. to twenty seven or eight. I think really isn't it? and they kind of. Um, but yeah, just he was just a really lovely man. Uh, he and he was always very encouragingly, very accepting. You know, whatever I said I was doing, like you know, driving trucks or. Went to London doing comedy, yeah. Go for it, like you know. There was never any judgment, whatever, me, whether he agreed with me or not. Yeah. You know? What so did he do for a living? Uh, well, he he did. He worked at a lot of different jobs. He had to retire quite young because of health problems. He had a lot of health issues, um, a lot of heart issues, and his he a lot of issues with his spine. He fell off a quarry when oh. he was in his twenties, working in a quarry. He fell off a quarry off from the top. And landed on his feet. Oh, Jesus. And only a uh, later in life that came back to bite him, you know. But um, he worked in building. Uh, when I was born, he would have worked as a security man. Night security and stuff. On a door? No, no, no. Just a, like a... Oh, the premises, we'll premises, say. yeah. yeah. Um, and then he worked in the haulage business. There was would have been like a family business. Mm. My uncle had a haulage company and my dad would have worked there. He was a transport manager. So, yeah, he'd be well known. Yeah. You know, in that world. I um, yeah, love sport. He was a great horror in his day. Well, say Who'd he play for? Uh, Kilbritton. Kilbritton? He Kil- played for Kilbritton, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he played Cork Miners one year. Your
0: old man played, was a Cork Miner?
1: Yeah, just back in the...
0: Dude, why don't you fucking Cork put... Cork. I'd, be, I'd be fucking singing that song every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, do you know my dad's a Cork Miner, boy? Uh, you know yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I could have played... I could have been a contender, but, you know,
1: comedy. Big into the road bowling. Fantastic road bowling. I pass
0: it quite often when I'm coming in there by Cleans, yeah. coming into to Cork. Crazy, gigs.
1: crazy sport. Yeah, I. D- what is it? How you get from one one point to another point in the least amount of trolls. Yeah. it's a, a twenty-four ounce steel ball. Yeah, don't, I think it's do Don't quote me on that. No, I think it's twenty-four ounce But um, yeah, it's big, big uh, and yeah. Cork and cark and and Armagh That's yeah. right. Yeah. What a huge money, huge. Oh, <laughs> I. Huge I, I like betting.
0: A, like you'd <laughs> see people at the side of the road with wads of cash. I'm yeah. be driving in here like. Might be fifteen people coming to the show, and I'm like, I'm in the wrong sport here yeah, altogether. Yeah. These lads have like fucking thousands in between their thumb and their index
1: finger, like. But it's, it's dangerous, though. Like it's like it's on main roads. Uh. People standing right in front of this thing. My dad actually ran a tournament <coughs> to raise money for it. There was a friend of his got hit with one, and he lost a leg.
0: Jesus right. Amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, they ran a tournament raise money for him first and then they kept it going and they raised money used to raise money for the children's ward in the mercy hospital yeah but um yeah he was a uh, any he, m- when he when he passed away there was a, f- a road bowler from Cork who's in the he's in the traffic corps, and he gave him he because a guard escort from the church to the Jesus. and passed down where the tournament would have taken place yeah and there was bowl players had lined the road uh, as a guard of that's honour that's kind of like, cool yeah that was that's kind of cool. cool and was
0: it did he, he passed away during the pandemic yeah so was it a, like did like I could presume now the way you're talking there that he would have been quite well known obviously as well yeah you know? so you didn't have that funeral that no. Irish traditional funeral was that um?
1: was that a good thing or a bad thing it was incredibly hard can't I be honest was it uh, yeah um, yeah there was a, there was a time where there was only like 12 allowed at the funeral like there wouldn't have been a church in Cork would have held a crowd that would have come. Yeah, from the from edge, you know. Of course. Um. So yeah, that was that was a tough one, right? Yeah. that yeah. still kind of feels like unfinished, you know. Yeah. Um, like,
0: how many brothers and sisters have you?
1: Yeah, uh, three brothers. Three brothers. I know Pat. Yeah, Pat. Uh, so Pat's five years older than me, and I have two older brothers, Johnny yeah. and Seamus. They're sixteen and seventeen years older than me. You were the baby of the family. Yeah. So they were like they were grown men. Like. Yeah. When I was born, you know, so, so yeah, there's a uh, no sisters, no sisters, poor mother,
0: oh Christ, I had five sisters, I I don't know, man, I don't know, they're going, the old sisters, by,
1: you <laughs> <laughs> know, there was there was no um, there wasn't much feminine influence in my yeah house, now. <laughs>
0: you did all right though, Paul, <laughs> yeah. you did all right, you had the old boots, <laughs> <laughs> mortality, discuss, Mortality. Mort- do you think about death?
1: I d- I do. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. It might do. be to think about it. I think I just, I just, we've hit that age haven't we? Yeah. You t- probabl- I probably only look around late 20s. I would have said, yeah, 27, 20, 28. 27, 28, that's... Like but i uh, 46. 46 yeah, years young. I'm 44. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I, do, I do think about it, especially when you have kids, of course you yeah. think about it. I think, it like... Uh, but, like, do you know now with... The advances in technology
0: that you're like, like, you know, the likelihood is that if we start, if we keep up with this chai seeds and this Mm fucking juicing, that we might, we might hit, you know, five or six years longer than our parents did. But even at that, like, I'm like, I don't want to leave at all. I don't want to leave. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of leaving with my children. Like, especially Harvey, who's who's autistic. Yeah. Like, like, I'm just afraid for them it's a and it's like it's not really about my own, like I don't give a, I don't care if I pass away we'll say do you know what I mean for myself because I feel that yeah I'm doing living life on my own terms and doing what I want to do I'm a comedian I'm around the place doing comedy and I've done that for the, the past 10-12 years but like and I'd obviously like to continue to do that but that doesn't give me the meaning the meaning where I derive my meaning is like and that's why I asked you to start is is true. my 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 family my wife and my kids and uh I can't stop thinking about when I'm going <laughs> to when I'm going to fucking die. And are you are you frightened? No, I'm just like worried that I'd be would go through periods of I hope I don't die now this year because <laughs> Harvey's only fo- Harvey's only seven and Hunter be fi- Hunter's going to be five. I could, and I'd be like, I'm going, if I can get now to when they're 17 and 15, and then I'm like, mm, fuck it, if I get that far, that could affect them as well. Yeah. 27 and 25. So I've kind of set myself a kind of... A, but even at that, like, I don't know about you now, but like when I was 27, I was no different to, to when I was 17, when I was 27, no. in terms of maturity. Like, probably even more immature because I had money and nobody to tell me to, to stop, you know. I, didn't, I don't think I hit a level of proper
1: maturity until my mid-30s to be honest you know 34-ish I, I kind of only ab- about in the last two or three years actually feel like a grown adult and like it's t- balls man yeah we're pretending we're just all yeah. pretending
0: it's a balls like
1: watching fucking grown up stuff and fucking well looking into <laughs> Wha- chai seeds and Wha- fucking my wife will tell you I probably haven't hit proper adulthood yet so yes like an f- actual life admin was left to me yeah you know, we'd still be eating Rustler burgers <laughs> and uh, we'd be living, you know, in a one-bed flat. Doing those gigs under the, under the flats yeah. and between pool tables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm going
0: to finish up now, Paul. Um, we're nearly at an hour, which is wow. unbelievable. It's fantastic. Where next for Paul Crowley? Where next? What's the plan? What's the five-year plan? Five Where would you like to plan? be, f- we'll say, professionally?
1: Professionally... I would like to be touring my own shows every year. Well uh, able to do it. So hopefully that will be in the pipeline this year, or for twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four is that the plan? There is a tour on the way. Without a doubt. Great. Um, What's the name of the new show? Are you li- are you going discol- to Can you disclose it here? Uh, I suppose I can. It's a designated adult. Designated adult. Show. So, um yeah, that's the, that's the five year plan. Uh, obviously, increase. I, w- I, w- I want to increase. My work online as well. Yeah. That's where we fall down. Definitely fall yeah. down there. I've had a very hit and miss relationship with TikTok. Mm. I joined at the very early yeah. days.
0: Well, it's so hard for middle aged men to fucking go onto these apps and try and be mm-hmm. relevant, like.
1: But I, I, when it came out first, and it was very young, like it was really, really young initially, you know, the first yeah. year, if you remember it. I do. And I put up a video. Um, do you remember that documentary that was on about Michael Jordan, the last? Yeah. The Last dance. dance, great documentary. I made a little video about that just during the lockdown. And it was f- I thought it was pretty funny. I was doing pretty well on uh, Instagram and Facebook. I said, I'll put it up on TikTok. And I put it up on TikTok and I thought, here we go now. My new audience is going to be coming here. The Bank of, Bank of Ireland manager be out to be tomorrow looking to extend my yeah. overdraft. So I started looking at bigger houses and stuff. <laughs> and I got a notification then, have received one message. I thought, this is it. Let the adoration begin. Yeah. And this message just said, boomers, get off TikTok. <laughs> so I thought, right? Maybe I'm not ready for TikTok.
0: But fuck the begrudgers. But like, that is, this is the thing, man. There's like, getting back to Gary Vee, he'd be like, just talk about what you know. Just talk about it. Like, if you like cooking, fucking make videos about cooking. Yeah. Like, I'm funny. Um,. But so the plan, so professionally, is you want to be tour. That's kind of similar to myself. I want to, I want to start like I'm, I'm starting, I'm on tour at the start of next year, uh, a few dates in. A bird in the hand is named my show,
1: and I, w- oh, had a bird in the hand today actually. You, you had a bird in the hand. I got a text from my wife this morning. I was and the text just said, "OMG, there's a bird in the bedroom." And then I got a series of texts saying, "It's fine, he's gone." There's bird shit everywhere. And <laughs> it's true, it was a bird and house. That could be your next show, no. But I, I house. And I went home and she <laughs> she had to go to a meeting. She went up to work and I went upstairs and there was bird shit everywhere. So I cleaned it all up and I was getting my daughter ready for gymnastics class this afternoon. I went up to our bedroom to get her uh, her outfit and I walked into the room and I just saw this thing out of my peripheral on the light and as I turned around a bird Blew past my head into the window, and my soul left my body for a couple of brief seconds. I screamed like a girl in the house. The girls were like, "Daddy, you okay? What's wrong?" And it was bird still, <laughs> still in the house. Jesus, yeah,
0: uh, fucking hell, wildlife, man. Look, just looking to get a, a, a bit of a bit of heat in this fucking weather. I suppose, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. So, th- so that's professionally. Where do you want to be spiritually? and emotionally
1: emotionally or spiritually they kind of interlink i would like to be uh i'd like to be a bit more zen but uh Do you a bit more stoic yeah yeah what you mean by that now like um to just not get as anxious about stuff in mm. the world
0: anxiety is an interesting one isn't it yeah. i never had anxiety until a few years ago really yeah. like you know and it's like it's a constant thing in my life now Like, yeah,
1: it's a fucking constant battle I think there's an epidemic of it really isn't yeah.
0: it yeah I think like you know when you be younger you're younger you might hear your mother say she's uh, fierce anxious or something like that Like, but it never it, in my twenties I never had any anxiety mm. I never ever ever had or worry or anything like that but only in the last maybe since the kids came maybe maybe that's the maybe that's it maybe it's the kids that fucking
1: I always would have had a bit of it did you yeah yeah, yeah, in my twenties, I would have had periods where I was. How do you deal like, with anxiety? Uh, well, in my twenties, I would have dealt with it by Drinking. putting as many points as humanly possible into my mouth. Yeah, uh. and it worked well. It, it worked did well. It worked great. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I literally have to would have to talk yourself down mm. from it. You know, because I can build up. You know, I could, like, physically get a knot. Yeah. Um, it's just perspective, isn't it? It's yeah. Do you do anything to um, alleviate
0: it, like breathing techniques or meditation? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do some breathing techniques. Tapping. Do you ever it? do, you ever do no. t- tapping? I s- I started this healing course uh, in the Nano Nagel Center there a couple of weeks ago. It's a six week course given by a nun, and um, sh- it was energy like energy cleansing and stuff like that. I oh, I love all that hippie stuff. I fucking love it. You know, um, I'm de- I'm me. And uh, I think there's about six or seven other people in the class, mostly women, and it's been given by a nun. And she was she sh- was showing u- showing me the or showing us this tapping technique um, to send to you and to bring you back when you're anxious. And I've I've been doing it the last couple of days now, like maybe it's placebo, now, but I'm like fucking zen as fuck yeah. the last couple of days. But um,
1: what about breathing? Do you do what do you do to uh, just simple stuff like, like box breathing and that mm. kind of thing? You know. Um, <laughs> i was actually just reading Dermot Whelan's book there, the, uh, his mindfulness book. But it's yeah, it's nothing major. Like I'd like again, I'll start doing these things, then sure life kind of gets in the way a bit, and you forget to make time for this stuff. You know. it's,
0: it's like what we were saying with the habits, like with the juicing or the fucking chai seeds or the box breathing or the deep breathing or whatever it is. We have all, like we have all the knowledge. Hmm. But it's the application of the knowledge that is the difficult thing. It's like even with food. Like I know that pizza is bad. Yeah. I know that having seven or eight pints and a big massive pizza is not good for me. But it's I'm going to do it every now and then because I love it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's important too, though. It is important. But it's the getting that waking up the next morning and going doing that box breathing or going for that walk or like it's putting the application of the habits making the habit a habit, I suppose. Yeah. That's what I've always had the challenge with myself down through the years. And then I suppose I'm only kind of realising in the last maybe year, two years, that I need to fucking have non-negotiable habits. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? And I think it, that definitely helps. And I've started to implement that a small bit. I'm by no mere nowhere near there. No, but I'm always interested to hear other people, have they have,
1: do they have any habits or do they find like it like difficult? Like to f- get out in nature like and I, I definitely need time on my own because mm. I, I suppose work, driving trucks for years and years it's always on my own mm. like I would be probably a loner <laughs> naturally like yeah. you know I'm quite happy in my own company I have a great circle of friends Yeah, but I need that time on my own and my wife is fantastic for making sure I.
0: she's probably fucking delighted to see the back of you man my, <laughs> my wife is delighted to see the back of me when
1: I'm going <laughs> out to gigs as well <laughs>
0: do you know what I mean babe <laughs> I need she to go away there for 24 hours house. see you
1: later Paul Snake skin, cowboy boots on. <laughs> take the take the boots with you buy
0: <laughs> come here um absolutely lovely conversation. thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Hey there, man. yeah, it was great to and meet. I remember you had your own podcast, and we were talking about this uh, during the pandemic and um but you were scripting it it was like I, I thought it was great, but it, like uh, as you said to me the last day, it took a lot of work, it and I would a lot am- of work yeah. I would imagine the way you had it done it was like it was like very like different characters and sound effects and but it was great it was great, so um I look forward to seeing. Whatever you put out online over the next couple of months. to I don't know what it is. If people want to see you or hear you. If they want to see you, you're the resident host in City limits. City limits. So you're there most weekends. If you're not there, you're doing some tour support. Or you'll presumably be doing your own tour as well at some stage next year. Yeah. If you're online and you're looking for you, uh, what are your... Paul products? Crowley Comedian. Paul Crowley Comedian on all platforms. On all platforms. Yeah. All right. Listen. Beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, Kyle. Staying by the wall, brother.
0: Peace and love.